This episode of the Columbia Basin Herald's Studio Basin Podcast is brought to you by the Moses Lake Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber works to help businesses in and around Moses Lake flourish through networking opportunities, member-to-member savings for products and services, and connecting businesses with the resources they need to make Moses Lake a wonderful place to live, work, and play. For more information, visit moseslake.com or call the Chamber at 509-765-7888. Again, that's 509-765-7888. Well, hello there. This is Charles Featherstone. I'm a senior reporter with the Columbia Basin Herald, and I am here with senior reporter Cheryl Schweitzer and sports reporter Ian Bivona. We're a little understaffed this week. Uh, Managing editor Rob Miller is off cavorting in northern Idaho. Um, Hi, Rob. Hope you're having fun. Um, And then we're down to staff. Joel Martin is out sick, and Rebecca Pettingill is out sick. So it's just the three of us today. So we've had a busy week this week. We have. And and the top of our items to talk about is the Othello Fair. It's the yes. third of our major fairs for the summer, late yes. summer. And it it began Wednesday. It is um, running through Saturday. The Othello Fair Parade will be tomorrow, well, Saturday, Saturday morning, sorry, in down, downtown Othello, right down Main Street. Um, there are a number of events. There's a car show tomorrow. Um, the rodeo, second performance of the rodeo is tomorrow night. So there's plenty to do, plenty of um, exhibits, plenty of vendors, plenty of good food um, at the Othello Fair, which is located on Bench Street, I believe. It's south of Othello, right? Yeah. Turn right or left off 20-whatever that highway is, 26? I think so, yes. Okay. The intersection next to CBHA, the highway intersection next to CBHA, and follow the road and you will get right there. There's actually a big sign on the highway that says rodeo that way. And we've got food, we've got kids, we've got animals, right? We've got music. Lots of animals. Tomorrow morning is the um, FFA 4-H livestock sale. Okay. Um, And like I said, there's plenty of stuff to do, games, a circus, performers. So yeah, it's just a plain old... Fair. Sounds like it. Good Sounds old, like a good, good, good old-fashioned time. Good old-fashioned time, yes. Also this week, Moses Lake got a new mayor um, after Dean Hankins' surprise uh, resignation a week before, last week. Um, the Moses Lake City Council uh, unanimously voted to name Don Myers the um, deputy mayor, the city's new mayor, but they had a very lengthy conversation about what to do next, um, council members decided that they did not want to name a another deputy mayor until after they had interviewed and appointed a new council member. They wanted the council to be fully staffed in order to make that appointment properly. And they also decided that they wanted to review, apparently it's in the council rules, that anyone who is mayor or deputy mayor has to have been on the council for at least two years. And there was some concern about what that might mean uh, council member Deanna Martinez noted that the last time, the last election, they had four new council members, and so it made appointing, naming a na- appointing a mayor uh, and and a deputy mayor difficult because there was only two people on the council who had the requisite experience. Um, City manager Allison Williams wanted to know what difference it would make if they waited for that and waived that requirement. 
But um, the city attorney said that those are those are council rules, and so that they can change those as they need to. So Moses Lake now has a new mayor, but they're going to have to wait until October to get a new deputy mayor. And we will see the application period for anyone interested in filling the open council seat is the 23rd of September, I believe. That's a Friday, and um, the city count city's taking applications. They will do interviews and have a special council meeting to make that determination. So. Very, very interesting things in the city of Moses Lake. And Othello's going to have its own court. Othello's going to have its own court. Um, the council voted on Monday to, in favor of an ordinance that establishes a court, municipal court. That follows a decision from Adams County not to contract with the city of Othello to provide municipal court services any longer. Um, the next step will be hiring a judge, which must be done within 30 days. The city will have to construct or find a courtroom. There are some other steps that they must take. But the process is underway, and the court will take over on January 1st. Now, this follows a dispute that the city had had with Adams County over court services for quite some years, as I recall. Well, yeah, there's um, some backstory to that. Um, the immediate um, discussion, which was in July, was a meeting with city officials and county officials where the county prosecutor, Randy Flick, said that the county would not, did not want to renew its contract with the city. He cited what he called a hostile environment between some city officials and some county officials. Okay. That's where that came from. All right. And last in the news beat, we've got the community rating in the city of Moses Lake has improved. I wanted to say go up, but it went from a five to a four, which is an improvement. Um, the the organization in here in Washington that reviews communities to um, determine their fire insurance rating. Um, recently did evaluation of the city of Moses Lake, looked at the fire department, the city fire code, uh, 911 response, water and provision and all of that, and determined that Moses Lake has improved significantly. So it goes from a five to a four. That is an improvement, one being the best, 10 being no fire coverage at all. So if you live out in the middle of Howling Nowhere in Adams County or parts of Grant County, you probably have close to a 10 because you're covered by a fire district that's probably 20 minutes away. But anyway, that improvement m will take effect on the 1st of January of 2023, and it will likely mean that um, insurance rates for people who live and rent and own businesses in the city of Moses Lake will go down, possibly a little bit. Nobody really knows at this point, but it could be an improvement. And that might help, given that a lot of homeowners in particular, with the increasing value of their homes, have been seeing their home insurance, housing, home, homeowners insurance rates go up. So that's kind of a big deal, and it's a good thing for the city. Well, thank you very, very much. We will go on to our sports, but before we do that, the next segment of the Studio Basin podcast is brought to you by the readers of the Columbia Basin Herald. The paper serves the entirety of Grant and Adams counties in central and eastern Washington, which has strong traditions in agriculture, industry, and taking care of one another. The Columbia Basin Herald is grateful to our readers for their support and to our advertisers who support our efforts to keep the communities we serve informed. All right, Ian, 
Tell tell us what's going on in the world of sports. Yeah, so we got quite a lot going on in the last week or so since we last talked. Um, the Mariners, they had that big series that we were talking about mm-hmm. last week against the Braves. They actually won that series. They won the they took two of the three games. And their last game in that series is really impressive, you know. They had a big lead, uh, I believe it was six to two. And then the Braves came back and took the lead in the bottom at the top of the ninth. I saw that. That was yeah. kind of nail <laughs> nail <Yeah>. biter of a <laughs> game. Definitely was. But I mean the Braves took a seven to six lead in uh, going into the bottom of the ninth with the Mariners coming up on deck. And Julio Rodriguez hit his second home run of the game to tie the mat or to tie the game and then a walk off home run uh, gave the Mariners the win and that gave them the series win, which is a big it has kind of it affects our felt throughout baseball because the Braves are fighting to win their division, mm-hmm. and obviously the Mariners are still fighting to get that that wild card spot in the American League. And speaking of wild card spots in the American League, um, with losses with other teams, the Mariners are now tied for the first wild card spot. Uh, they're tied with Toronto, and with the twenty remaining games on the Mariners' schedule, they have the easiest or lowest winning percentage against teams that are left mm-hmm. on their schedule. So, I mean, it's not a breeze because, you know, there are other professional teams, sure. but they definitely, uh, according to Tankathon, it's 30 out of 30 in terms of team winning percentage. So, Well, that that Braves game is is one reason why I think baseball is such an amazing sport. It yeah. Can, a baseball game can do that. Definitely, yeah. It's definitely a ter- like a, a sport of rallies and mentality going in because, I mean, for a lot of teams, giving up five runs in the top of the ninth inning that can be pretty draining. Yeah. <laughs> but to really dig deep and fight back and, t- and get that win, I know a lot of people around here were excited about the Mariners on Sunday. Um, so after that Braves series, they went 1-1 one and one with the Padres, and uh, now their re- sitting re- record is 80-62. and 62. Still good for that first wild- tie for that first wildcard spot in the American League. And tonight they are beginning a four-game road trip at the Los Angeles Angels. Okay. So we'll see if they can make up, not make up some ground, but kind of improve where they are in those standings. If they make the playoffs this time, do we know how long it's been since they were last in the playoffs? I believe it's been 21 years. Wow. So <laughs> Not quite the Cubs, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's been quite a while. So I know this season's been pretty exciting for a lot of Mariners fans out there. And then another Washington sports, the Seahawks got started on Monday night. They had a pretty big game. You know, former longtime Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson came to town, and the Seahawks still ended up getting the win. They won 17-16 against the Broncos. Quarterback Geno Smith did something that only now three quarterbacks have done in their uh, opening week one starts. He completed his first 13 passes. Uh, there's only three other quarterback or two other quarterbacks mm-hmm. who have done that with Geno since 1990, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. But Geno, you know... He had a pretty good game. He finished with uh, completely 23 or 28 passes for 195 yards and two touchdowns. Both of those touchdowns came in the first half. And uh, later in the second half, he also got some plays done with his legs um, on some second and long, third and long situations to help make it easier for a third and short or a fourth and short. But what really shined, uh, in my eyes at least, was the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they. They had two. They forced two fumbles of Broncos running backs on the goal line, you know, like inside oh, nice. the five yard line, oh, nice. right when Denver was threatening to score. Um, but along with that defense, really uh, shining on Monday, mm-hmm. they had lost one of their key starters and key stars, 
Jamal Adams, uh, he had a quadriceps injury, so it looks like he's going to be out for the season for Seattle, which is unfortunate for him. You know, he's a really good player, um, but wishing the best for him. Obviously, I hope he recovers soon and he'll be able to return to the field next season. Um, but coming up next for the Seahawks, they're traveling to San Francisco, uh, their first divisional game of the year. That's always been, you know, heated rivalry uh, with uh, Seattle and San Fran. So that's a 105 kickoff uh, at San Francisco. So we'll see if they can keep up their momentum. All right, so moving on to local sports. Um, high school football continues on here in the mm -hmm. Basin. Uh, we have our scores from last week, so I'll read those off to you all real quick. ACH defeated NTAT 36-32. Afraida defeated Quincy 28-0. Liberty defeated Lynn Ritzville 27-26. Uh, Moses Lake lost to Kamiakin 36-29. Royal defeated Othello 14-0. And Waluke defeated Warden 25-0. And then in this week's games, ACH travels to Liberty Bell. Afraida takes on Othello. Lynn Ritzville hosts Tri-Cities Prep. Moses Lake travels to Eisenhower. Quincy travels to Tenasket. Royal hosts Zilla in their first in their home opener of the season. Soap Lake uh, hosts Bridgeport, while Luke hosts Notches Valley, and Warden travels to Keona Benton City. So we got a lot of football action here in the basin, and then other sports as well. And we're started to publish uh, in the Monday edition all the scores mm -hmm. from all the sports here in the basin. So you can keep up with your favorite teams that way. Even if we're not able to get to all the games, we're going to make sure that they're at least in there so that way everyone can keep along with them. And then uh, one of the stories that I covered this week I thought was pretty interesting, uh, the Moses Lake cross-country team went to Hawaii for a cross-country meet in the Yolani cross-country invitational. Uh, it's out like where they film a lot of movies like Jurassic Park mm -hmm. and things like that. So the runners, they're going through these beautiful environments as they're running in their 5,000-meter uh, races. So... I can't imagine what that's like running a 5,000 meter race, but I mean, if that, I got that view to go along with that, it definitely make it enjoyable. <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. A lot of the runners were saying how great it was to take this opportunity to bond as a team and really grow together. Um, before uh, the pandemic, it was something that the team went to every two years. Um, but obviously with COVID, it was difficult to go in the past and it returned this year. This was the first year since 2018 that the team was able to go. And I know that uh, a lot of the runners have been fundraising for this since their freshman year, really, um, doing things like, I know their coach, uh, Larry Dagnan, he organized a lot of kind of community service type mm -hmm. of things, you know, uh, picking up trash, mowing grass, things like that, to help raise money for the runners. And a decent amount of them were, allowed, were able to go. So I know that's very exciting for them. But yeah, that's pretty much all we got for sports this week. Um, We'll have a lot of coverage of football games that are happening tonight in the Monday edition, along with a couple of volleyball games and soccer games. Well, thank you very much, Ian. The Studio Basin Podcast is produced by the Columbia Basin Herald, a local newspaper serving Grant and Adams counties in Washington State. Our publisher is Clint Schroeder, and our regional general manager is Bob Richardson. Our managing editor is Rob Miller, and our reporting staff consists of senior reporter Charles Featherstone, senior reporter Cheryl Schweitzer, staff writer and paginator Joel Martin, staff writer Rebecca Pettingill, and sports reporter Ian Vivona. The Columbia Basin Herald is published five days a week in print and online. The paper's website is www.columbiabasinherald.com. To provide feedback on the paper or the podcast, please email us 
at editor at columbiabasinherald.com. And for everyone here at the Columbia Basin Herald, I'm Charles Featherstone, senior reporter. Thank you for listening. We'll talk at you next week.